still finally gave the Ringers Philly crew a podcast. I'm Ben Solak. And I'm Shiel Kapadia. That's right, just a couple Philly guys with the new space to fire off some Eagles takes, get caught up in the Sixers chaos, and more. We'll be coming to you twice a week on Sundays and Thursdays, plus bonus episodes whenever we get breaking news or Philly drama. Plus, when Harden and Embiid somehow convince you suckers that this year's going to be different, our fellow Philly stands at the Ringer will have you covered on the Sixers and all your other favorite teams in town. It's Philly Sports Shield. What could possibly go wrong? Join the fun and follow the Ringer's Philly special now on Spotify. It's the Full Go presented by FanDuel. The playoff action is heating up, and with FanDuel, you can bet on everything from the NBA Finals MVP to who's going to lift the Stanley Cup. And right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub. Filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same game parlays or SGPs as the kids like to call them all on one page plus start betting on the pulse and get paid instantly when you win so download the app today and bet with FanDuel America's number one sports book the ringer is committed to responsible gaming please visit rg-help.com learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details must be 21 plus 18 plus in DC and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler or visit rg help.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Chicago everywhere. Check it. Not enough Chicago. We just don't have enough Chicago people. Jason Goff is here. Well, I'm at Full Go. The Full Go Podcast. The Full Go. Bears, Bulls, White Sox, Cubs, and Blackhawks. Our man, Jason Goff. Three times a week with Jason Goff. His mood is elevated. He is feeling good. Jason, I'm loving the Full Go. Love the Full Go. The Full Go. The Full Go. Welcome to Full Go with Jason Goff. That is what I'm talking about. Talking about. What up, world? You're listening to The Full Goal with Jason Goff, presented by The Ringer, a Spotify original. Yeah. yeah. Ah, Tony. Tony. <laughs> I'm in a glass case of emotions right now, brother. Ah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know we don't do this thing like everybody else do this thing, so let's do this thing, right? Uh what episode is this? 232? 232. Shout out to 232. This is episode 232 of the Full Go Podcast. My name is Jason Goff. Of course, it's brought to you by The Ringer. Spotify is the gang, 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 gang. Um, Chris Sutton, Tony Gill. Man, forget all the forget all the nicknames. Forget all that stuff. I gotta be honest with y'all. I'm a little bummed. I'm a little bummed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You should be. I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm a little bummed. The Bulls had a winnable play-in game, and they turned it to themselves. Um, by the way, for everybody who's been worried, for everybody who's been making fun, all in the videos, all on the record, dancing, let me tell y'all something right now. Your boy did not cancel his trip to Vegas. Not one bit. I did not press, you know, discard. I did not press, you know, reschedule. You know, I didn't throw the Usher tickets back on StubHub or wherever I got it from. Vivid Seats, Vivid Entertainment, you know, Vivid Imagination, whatever the case may be. Your boy did not do any of that. You know why? Because I knew this was going to happen. That's why I didn't do it. I knew this was going to happen. I told you on the last part. I said that somebody was going to do something outstanding on the other squad. Just make it hurt just enough. And guess who did it? It was Max Struess. Max Struess. Okay. Shout out to the crib. Shout out to the crib for real. Right? DePaul's finest. Hey, let me tell y'all something right now. You want to know why? There's a reason why I don't get as upset or cry about losses or the ends of seasons as, as I used to one, like being in this for as long as I've been in this, you know, you kind of see how the sausage is made. Right. And you're like, all right, I, I prepare myself as a fan in a different way than I think most fans that I'm around do. Like I try to figure out 
what I won't be surprised by when my team does exit stage left, right? I mean, at the end of every one of these years, whether it be the Super Bowl, whether it be the World Series, whether it be the Stanley Cup final, whether it be the NBA finals, there's only going to be one team, one fan base that's going to be happy with their season, right? At the end of every one of these joints. I try to figure out as a fan what is going to keep me from being happy and how do I temper that lack of happiness or that sadness in the time being? And all season long, this Bulls team kind of showed you the ups and the downs and how consistently inconsistent they were. So anything that happened in this Miami Heat game shouldn't be that much of a surprise to anybody. Like from top to bottom. The, the second half that Zach Levine had against the Toronto Raptors wasn't expected. Your man went for 30 large in the second half against a team that has defended him and DeMar DeRozan damn near perfectly <laughs> throughout the season. So then you roll into the Miami matchup and think, all right, you know, talking to Casey Johnson, talking to the people who know, talking to people in the know, this is a better matchup for them. But, but, but. We've seen lapses of execution. We've seen lapses of toughness. We've seen lapses of recognition. We've seen all those things from this team from day one of this season. When you knew Lonzo Ball wasn't going to be a part of it, like when you got to look at the kids and be like, hey, daddy ain't never coming home. Time for y'all to get a job. You know what I'm saying? Time for you to go start washing some windows. Time for you to start mowing lawns. You got you to gotta carry Miss Jenkins groceries for $5 a pop. We have to bring it together because there is a severe lack of, um, shall we say, presence especially at the point guard position. And his team fought through it all season long. And then all of a sudden, they turned the switch on the defensive end at the, at the beginning of the year. You know, Jan 1, they, they turned into one of the better defensive teams, not just in the Eastern Conference, but in the NBA. So you thought, okay, maybe they can lean on that. But in the end, your best players have to be their best in the moments that count the most. And let's face it, Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat have a resume and a rap sheet. <laughs> Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, Nikola Vucevic, and the Chicago Bulls don't. And it came down to that. The fact that Jimmy Butler can go through regular season after regular season and maybe with 20 games left in every regular season start to turn it up like he did again this year, right? No matter what's happening with him and Spolstra, him and Pat Riley, him and Tyler Hero, because you know coming out that bubble, the man Jimmy Butler was looking around like, yo, you know, there's, a, there's another young boy on another team that I'm on that thinks he's going to be better than me. I'm not going to have it. Even if it's going to help my career, I'm not going to have it. All right. You saw what he did to Carl Anthony Towns, right? You saw what he did to them boys in Minnesota, right? The, the famous take the three, the take the third team dudes and beat the first team dudes with him. And then uh, call up, what's the name? Rachel. Uh, I'm, Nichols. I'm, I'm blanking. Yeah. Shout out to Rachel Nichols. Had her on speed dial. Soon as the practice was over. Hey, come holler at me. I just served up every young boy on this team, ruined this franchise, and I'm on my way out. Like, Jimmy is known for what Jimmy is known for. But what he's also known for is getting to the postseason and playing tougher and better basketball than you. That team, let's face it, y'all, we just watched two incredibly flawed squads go at it. Incredibly flawed squads. But the problem that I have is, once Max Struess goes off, he hit the first four three-pointers of the game. Okay. Like, it's not like one of these. Joe Harris did this early in the year with the Brooklyn Nets. It was like, uh, this is number six, y'all. Should we, at some point, change some shit up? No, 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 no. He hit the first four three-pointers of the game. And I'm sitting there looking at the screen like, uh-oh. All right. All right, now. This is going to be a doozy out here. <laughs> like, let's get it together, fellas. And they withstood run after run. Had their own 10-2 run coming out of the second half. Coming into the second half, I should say. Third quarter, you know, you know the Bulls. They, all it takes is a good yelling at them to, to, to make sure that they get back on task. But this is the problem. Inconsistent recognition all year long, whether it be defensively or offensively. I, listen, Nikola Vucevic was six for nine at one point. At some point, <laughs> like at some point. I, keep, I say this quite often and have said this on this pod quite often. Uh, if you keep running into bad roommates or you keep having bad living situations, maybe just maybe you the bad roommate. Maybe just maybe. Like, 
at what point is Vooch going to look at somebody and be like, yo, um, somebody's face is getting broken when we get back into this locker room if I don't get the damn ball. I have a six foot eight power forward on me in Bam out of Bayou, who, by the way, was doing nothing on the offensive end. Y'all fouled him and sent him to the line, made him feel good about himself. Like Bam out of Bayou was terrible, right? Jimmy Butler was good. He was damn good at the end, but he was good for the most part. Tyler Hero, you know, Tyler Hero does what he does, right? If you can ride the Tyler Hero wave, you're good. They got beat by the same opponent that has beat them throughout most of the year themselves. The Chicago Bulls, whether it be coaching, whether it be playing, and we can talk about it now because the same credit that I gave them against Toronto, listen, man, that's a winnable game. That's I, I'm not about to sit here and play these games with y'all like, oh, well, you know, it's ah, a tough one. You got beat by a last-second shot or a, a Herculean effort by Max. Nah, 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 player. Mm-mm, mm-mm. You, you, you can cop them please somewhere else. They beat themselves. They beat themselves over and over again. I haven't seen Zach Levine scouted and executed like that against defensively all year long. And you knew it was coming. You knew that the Miami Heat was chilling at the crib after getting punked by the Atlanta Hawks, sitting there like, yo, guess what's not going to happen again? Guess guess what's not going to happen again? Guess who we not about to let go crazy on us? Hell, the only, well, not the only two, but the two games that he played against the Miami Heat, the Bulls won all three games in the regular season. The two games that Zach Levine played in, he had seven assists apiece. You know why? Because the Miami Heat, Pat Riley and Eric Spolstra look at your best player and say, guess what? You finna play left-handed the rest of this game. Whatever you don't like doing, hope you worked on it in the time that you had off because we're about to make you do everything you don't like doing. Jay, we talked about it on the podcast. We talked about it on this show. Yeah, They're we did. going to stop Zach Levine. Everybody yeah, else, step up. Hey, shout out to Kobe White again, right? But this is the thing, too. Guys playing like they're supposed to play and getting pats on the back for it, that stops tonight. (laughs) Going into this offseason, going into next season, listen, we've all had as much fun as we possibly could. Now it's time for results. Now it's time for results. Like brass tacks, big fan of Arturis Karnaschovas and Mark Eversley when they got hired, fix this. It's on y'all now. Because I'm going to say this too, Andre Drummond, Andre Drummond should have played more in this game. The man had 8.6 rebounds in 10 minutes without one play being called for him. You knew this would be a game where all you had to do was play volleyball with the backboard. You miss shots, go get them off the rim. The Atlanta Hawks aren't supposed to be tougher than you. They're not a bigger team than you are. I mean, they got a few bigs, but right. But John Collins is tall guy, not big guy. Clint Capella doesn't play like a big man. Clint Capella had 20 rebounds against this team. You know, right? And Okongwu, I mean, they drafted him out of USC slowly but surely coming along. That's a lottery pick. They were just throwing him at the backboards. You have Andre Drummond, Nikola Vucevic, and boy, remember what I told you last pod about what we're not going to do anymore, Tony? About you know who? Patrick Williams, ladies and gentlemen. Two points, two rebounds. Final game of the season. 17 minutes. We need to stop having these conversations, man. I said it. I said it at the end of the season. I, hell, I said it every pod damn near post All-Star break. I was like, yo, stop with the he hit a he hit a couple threes. He dunked on somebody and he got a couple of rebounds. It's like, oh, there's the glimpse. Nah. Nah. We've all had, and and this ain't. Shade to him. This is hypothetical now. We've all had the homeboy who we know. Hey, man, don't ask him to be anything more than he is because he's going to let you down, right? Like, we all got the homeboy who either cheap or the homeboy, you know, you know the guy you can't bring around to everybody, right? Like, you roll up on the block, you just keep him on the block. You make sure that he does not come off the block. And he knows it, too, right? Because he know he's going to get you in trouble. He know he's going to embarrass you out in public in which company. Like, you know what I'm saying? We got to stop asking Patrick Williams to be more than he is capable, apparently, of being. 
And with that said, this whole thing now is up for grabs for me. You got a couple of restricted free agents, right? You got a couple of player options. You got you got Andre Drummond with a player option. You got Derrick Jones Jr. with a player option. You've got Vooch, who's an unrestricted free agent. We'll get into all of that. But in tonight's game, when it's all hands on deck, it's win or go home, all those cliches that you want to use. There were some performances out, out there la- tonight, I should say. Last night, if you're listening in the morning or tomorrow on the pod. Flat out stunk. No way to, to spin it. No other way to place it. I'm not about to sit here and pour syrup on shit and call it pancakes for y'all. That that when you go up 90 to 87 on Kobe White's three, th- that game should be in your grasp. That was a backbreaking shot. Kobe White hit three threes in that fourth quarter. I'm like, yo, this is a rival time. And I love to see it when dudes like show up like, yo, if ain't nobody else going to do it, I'm going to do it. Right? Green light Kobe, what they call him. That man saw everything that was moving and shaking on that court and understood there's not a lot of space here. There's not a lot of movement. This is a physical playoff type basketball game. The weak will get devoured in this situation. And that man stepped up to the arc a couple of times. Full confidence. In stride. Rotation perfect. Shot pocket created. Pulling. Like, those are dudes that I want to go to war with. Those are dudes that I want to root for. I've been talking about Kobe White for the last month and a half on this podcast. And I'm going to continue to talk about him going into that man made himself some money. You know, I've been a big fan of Jimmy Butler as a player since he came into the NBA. Other things and, you know, <laughs> other situations, <laughs> not so much. Hard to root for sometimes. Yeah, hard definitely sometimes. hard to root for. But I've always respected him because he made those people pay him. He looked the the previous regime in the face and said, hey, just give me my 48. They didn't want to pay him. They tried to offer him 44. He made him pay him 90. Kobe White, hey, on a very, like on a, on a much smaller scale, Kobe White looked everybody in the face this second half of the season and said, yo, you're going to have to pay me. You're going to have to pay me. You're going to have to match whatever. Because this is the other thing, too. You know, you're not far away from either thing, I think. If you build correctly, you can slide into that fourth spot in the East because it's there for the taking, right? The Cavs, I think the Cavs are going to be there for a while. At some point, these long bucks runs are going to have to hurt them. And on top of it, take a look at that Philadelphia 76ers thing. I think it's a house of cards. And Joel Embiid is the underpinning. It's terrific underpinning, terrific foundation. But James Harden, that Achilles situation, you know, the the mileage, the usage, like you go back and take it the take a look at the usage rates for damn near a decade that he had in Houston. Historic numbers. So to see his body break down now, yeah, we like to make all the jokes about the strip clubs and kicking it in Houston and kicking it in Brooklyn and kicking it everywhere else he done been, but the man's got heavy miles on him. And, you know, the other stuff too, right? But the Eastern Conference is thick. And that thing is getting ready to get turned over quicker, I think, than anybody realizes. Like two years from now, two and a half, three years from now, we're going to talk about Orlando and Detroit. <laughs> Maybe Indiana, right? I don't think we're ever going to be talking about Charlotte because I think LaMelo has been allowed to uh, recreate for the last couple of years and really hasn't, doesn't have much solid, solid um, foundation, I should say, to his game. Right? Like LaMelo's still playing out there off sheer talent. And I think Steve Clifford is a great coach. But if you got a bunch of kids running around on the basketball court, no, no veterans to really check you, and you've given the franchise to a dude, like you're you um you're gonna be left to whatever desires he has. Maybe Mike sell conf- team. Huh? Maybe Mike sell team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't put that on LaMelo. <laughs> Don't put that. <laughs> Life in the NBA made Mike sell a team. I know people don't like to hear that in this city. I know no, you can't ever say anything bad about Jordan, but he was, he was horrible as an owner. And he got paid for it, you know? He got paid for it. He, he, uh, his investment worked out. So I guess he was terrific as an owner, if that's how you look at it. That, that's what all the Jordan fans did to me, too. It was like, oh, man, well, pff, he sold it for a few Bs. I'm like, yeah, that's what we're doing. Like, that, that's what we're doing. <laughs> like, like, like if you were wearing the, the, the Air Maloofs, 
You feel me? <laughs> or, or, or like, if you were, if you, right? You feel me? Like, right? Like, am I wrong? <laughs> if you were wearing the Air Dan Snyders, you wouldn't be like, you know what, though? <laughs> he sold it for he six million. It. Right. <laughs> Get your ass out of here. Knock it off. Anybody going to come steal your Jordan memories if you say the shit that's really going on out here? We'll be back with more of the full goal with Jason Goff after a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Bulls talk with Jason Goff on the full goal. Flies in with a two-handed slam dunk. Brought to you by The Ringer, a Spotify original. Seriously though, man, the East is going to be turning over here soon. And from my look at it, from my vantage point, you make two or three shrewd, shrewd moves. I mean, hell, Rob Palenka messed around at the trade deadline and turned a team that was 12th or 13th in the Western Conference into a championship, and I said it right, a championship contender, right? So our tourist kind of show is Mark Evans. Like, we put a lot on Billy Donovan, and by the way, you could continue to put a lot on Billy Donovan. I think Billy Donovan got our coach today. Um, that doesn't mean he's a bad coach. I just think, you know, Eric Spolstra is a G, right? There's, there's about four or five of those dudes. And what happened? He's one of the greatest ever. The, the yeah. NBA voted already. He's one yeah, of the greatest well, ever. Well, you know, well, <laughs> I'm going to keep my mouth shut on that. But he's he's a very, very fine coach is what he is. Yeah. One of the greatest ever. Stop playing with me. Stop playing with but me. But he did the list. They already did the list. I don't, give a shit about, I don't give a shit about whatever list you, you, you know. <laughs> I can't wipe my ass with that list. I don't give a damn about some list. <laughs> Kidding me? You got you got dudes running around like Eric Spolstra. Don't get me wrong, great coach. But when we talk about greatest ever, come on. When we talking about there's about four or five names that I got to mention before I get to at least four or five, maybe ten. Hell, I'm gonna put them in the top twenty. I'm gonna put them in the top twenty. I'm gonna put them in the top two. What are we really talking about here, though, Tony? Like. You got a couple of championships, a few championships, right? You got three to be exact. You rode Dwayne Wade and and a a, a biased officiating crew to, to, to a championship <laughs> victory. The man shot 48 free throws in five games, dog. Come on. Come on. That know? And that wasn't even him. That was still Pat. You already know. But yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was. Right. So, yeah, he can thank LeBron <laughs> for, his, for his championship. But, man, this Eastern Conference is, is there for the getting, you know? You just, you just got to dethrone Giannis and handle the Boston boys and you know, figure out how Philadelphia is going to look. But this team could be a four. They should be a four through six seed squad. But if you don't do what you're supposed to do in the offseason, if you don't get out, go out and get that shooter, if you don't go out and get another tough guy, a couple of tough guys who can also play, by the way, because, man, that uh, Caruso, Pat Beverly lineup offensively, like we want to talk about where the game might have been won and lost. The offense for defense switch. They got caught with Pat Beverly out there on offense the last two minutes of the game a couple of times, and Kobe White was the sub out. Um, the level of defense that Kobe has been playing, you know, at the end of this year, I, I might have took my uh, chances and kept him out on the court. I know that lineup uh, with the analytics and all the numbers – it's one of the best five-man lineups in the game, apparently, with Beverly and Caruso, Zach, Tamar, and, of course, Vooch. But 
I would have listened to the game a little bit more in that, in that instance. I would have been okay with going down with Kobe White being in that final rotation. Um, also, the question, you know, is there for you in a win or go home situation, the way Andre Drummond was playing. Um, do you do you tell Vooch, hey, <laughs> uh, we might not be, have to ride you home, big fella, because we need rim protection? Because let's face it, that reverse pivot move that Zach Levine fouled Jimmy Butler on and gave him the three-point play, I'm sorry, man. Like, this ain't the time to show the refs that you're not fouling somebody. Like, standing straight up and making sure that the refs know that you're not fouling somebody. Meanwhile, you fouled him with your lower body. <laughs> and he's going to the rim with a clean look. Like, these are the winning time moment things. All that all that jaw jacking with the refs and making sure that the refs know that you, nah, man, keep playing. Keep playing. You got to knock the champ out at the crib. And I know they're not the champ, but they're the favorite team. Uh, the, all the heat culture and all that other stuff that goes into it, like, they, they play a different style of basketball. And if they're touching you up and they're doing everything in their in their midst to 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 make it uncomfortable for you, I need I need you to make it uncomfortable for them too, right? Like if you're getting punched in the mouth, you hitting shots at some point, something's going to take over. <laughs> the, the, the punches to the mouth they're going to hurt more than the dagger threes or the step backs. Like everything was difficult again tonight. Demar Derozan had himself a fine game, twenty six and nine, but in the end, you know. I worry that the scouting report or the book on the Bulls going into next season will be, hey, one of these two dudes going to get his and everybody else you could be cool on because they're not good enough for both these dudes to get theirs on a consistent basis. Like if you look at the points per game that they scored throughout the regular season, we're talking about 24, 26 points per game. But at what point did it ever seem cohesive? or playing off of each other. We just start, started to see screen uh, ball screen action with those two dudes in the second half of the season, post-All-Star break, stuff that we should have saw at the beginning of the year, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm worried, uh, but a good worried, a good worried, because the Eastern Conference is not what it used to be, where you could just lollygag and a couple moves here or there, and next thing you know, just because you're talented, you find yourself in the mix. No, no, no. No, no, no. We said all, everything that we could possibly say about Billy Donovan. We said everything we could possibly say about uh, the Zach Levine, about DeMar DeRozan, about the players. It's time for our tourist Karnaschovitz and Mark Eversley to work that magic. Last year, last offseason, I should say, they kicked the tires on Danilo Gallinari. Obviously, that didn't work out. And then he went and got injured, right, towards Achilles. And, and then, I'm sorry, towards ACL, if I'm not mistaken, and was out for the season. But... I was I was as upset about anything that I've been the last calendar year when it comes to sports that the Bulls didn't go out and get themselves a shooter some way, somehow. Luke Kennard is a Memphis Grizzly. You're going to be knocking down shots on your television night in and night out during these Western Conference playoffs. He's got a laser. This team had too many swing swings to dudes who can't shoot. And on top of it, we talk about the crazy Eddie House game, right? Like, you know, back in the day where, where Eddie House would steal a game when he was in Boston or when he was in Miami, where Eddie House would just go crazy. They had the crazy Max Struess game, but you had the crazy Alex Caruso game. Like, Alex Caruso had 14 points in the first. That is like 50. That's like a 50 ball from somebody else. Alex Caruso? You got 14 from him in the first half. Like you withstood each run and each blow and you were fighting and you were resilient. And in the end, the winning time moments, you turn back into yourself, right? Fatigue and pressure and all those things you could do, you know, you could, Hey, I got the, I got the machine downstairs. Perfect pushups, baby. I'll be locking them out. You know, those first two or three sets, we rolling, feeling good about life. Board and fourth and fifth set start to get a little, your fundamentals and your balance, you know, start, I'm trembling down there. You know what I mean? I'm like, all right, please don't let nobody come down here and see me in this, in this bad position. Cause I can't complete. That's what happened. That's what happened. Two minutes left. Turnover, bad shot, not boxing out, fouling on, on the other end, fouling enough to let a guy get a clean look, but not enough to make sure that he's getting a shot off at all. 
Like just the playoffs, man. man like man, yeah, that that just the playoffs. There was, a, there was a stretch by Zach where it was turnover, miss layup, foul, yeah, man. consecutively. Yeah, man. I was like, that boy is tired. He is hurting this team right now. And it felt it felt like Orlando. It was like if Zach isn't scoring for you, where it's allowing the rest of the game to open up for himself, man, it's it's a tough conversation tough. to have to keep him out there on the floor where he well, he had five turnover, turnovers, the most turnovers yeah. on the team. Yeah. It's like how do you how do you justify yeah. that? Plus giving up layups? Yeah. I mean, well, you're not gonna sit him because one, you still have a relationship that you have to keep with. I mean, you know, obviously, if we're talking in a vacuum, yeah, come sit by me. You're hurting us more than you're helping us. But we're not talking about it in a vacuum. You know, this is a dude who he already showed you how he felt about Orlando when he got benched and was still talking about it a couple months later. So going into an offseason, oh, yeah, you want the Anthony Davis exit? You go ahead and bench Zach Levine in that moment. You go ahead and do that, you know, and and, and see if Rich Paul don't, don't the FedEx next hour air, the, the that's all folks shirt. You remember that joint where everybody got mad at Anthony Davis when he wore the That's All Folks? And then his ass lied talking about his stylist put that out for him. Man, knock it the fuck off, dog. Knock it off. Tell Somebody wearing those Looney, those Looney Tunes gangster shirts. That was that? Hey, Early hey, 2000s? We hey, remember those? Hey, shout out to about? Iceberg. See, you wasn't outside. <laughs> you wasn't outside. You know, Iceberg with the drawstrings, with the with the silver, the silver metallic joints on the on the laces. Come on, man. Knock it off here. You know, I had a Snoopy. You feel me? I, you know, I walked in the... Yeah, you can laugh all you want. I walked in the biology bar feeling good about myself with my Snoopy iceberg on. Spent my whole check on that bitch too, boy. Spent the whole check. Probably, probably made $650 that week. You know, $429, sir? Here you go. Here you go. In fact, <laughs> keep another 20 for yourself for this awful purchase that I'm about to make. Shout out to the iceberg era, you know? And shout out to the 17% of our uh, listeners who will get that reference. For the rest of y'all, Google is your friend, right? But yeah, yeah, man. It was... um. It's a tough night. It's a tough night. But uh, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. <laughs> I'm not mad. Because your boy is going to be in Vegas. <laughs> Fight night weekend. Huh? Got Javante Davis versus Ryan Garcia. Got the Usher tickets on deck. What? Why well, we all got to sit in this? We got to sit in this. Hey, man. You get to go to Vegas. Hey, such is life. Such is life. You know, I'm, I'm feeling good about it. Hold on. Hold on one second. Hold on. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Hey, babes. We're going to Vegas. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and go Bulls. <laughs> Time for some commercials. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. What up, world? It's Vic Spencer, and you're listening to The Full Goal with Jason Goff, presented by The Ringer, a Spotify original. All right, Tony. Where did the boys go from here? You've got Io DeSumo. You have to make a decision on him because he because he's got picked in the second round. Uh, he's going to be a free agent earlier. Kobe White, 
restricted free agent. I'm sure somebody out there is going to throw some money his way, especially the way that he's played over the last couple of months. You got Vooch, who you have to make a decision on. Javante Green, guys like that, I'm sure you can replace, obviously. Um, Derek Jones Jr. has a player option. And if I'm Derek Jones Jr., I am <laughs> opting in. <laughs> I will see y'all in Chicago. <laughs> yep, come back to Chicago, yeah. baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Andre Drummond thing, I think, is interesting um, because I don't think this should hurt him or will hurt him. But I wonder how his mental health break is going to affect him in free agency. Um, because let's face it, you know, the NBA cares and all this other shit, but these GMs look at your availability. Um, and I'm glad actually that, that Andre is feeling better. Uh, it took some time for himself to get his head right. Uh, as we all should do, uh, none of these jobs are more important than what we got going on upstairs. Cause if you can't function, then nobody wins. So, I'm glad Andre took the time out to um, tend to himself. And uh, we always talk about um, masculinity and whatever, whether it's toxic or not, but that's the good form of masculinity when you could be vulnerable and show weakness to, to the, your loved ones and say, hey, I need some help. And you get the help that's necessary. Uh, I do wonder how that will affect him this offseason, though. Um, and also, I mean, will he want to come back? Like, this dude thinks he's a starter in this league still, came here to come off the bench and show people he's a starter and was in and out of the rotation uh, at different points in the season. And seemingly every time he was out there, yeah, you know, every once in a while, Dre would get a little, you know, a little wild with the dribbling and turnovers and passes. But hell, tonight had one of the more important swing swings of the game to DeMar DeRozan for a big three. Uh, he had eight points and six uh, six rebounds in 10 minutes. I don't know what he finished with as I take a look at the box score here, but you know he acquitted himself nicely. I thought he should probably have been in that closing lineup, to be honest with you, knowing that they were going to uh, attack the paint as much as they would. You know, no disrespect to Vooch or Shade to Vooch, but he does not have the foot speed nor agility that Andre Drummond has. And on top of it, he doesn't have the girth. Like, you come into that lane... <laughs> You're not feeling like you're running around like an NFL wide receiver where you can go over the middle, you know, have a party, flip a pancake, you know, call your mama, you know, tie your shoes and nobody take your head off. That's what it felt like was happening in the paint against this Miami Heat team, a team, by the way, that you should have beat up on the glass the same way the Hawks did. But you didn't. You lost the rebounding battle to a team that's smaller than you, much smaller than you. So as we thought that the Raptors were a bad matchup and the Heat were a good one, this team showed you what they were. But they've got decisions to make. The Vooch decision is very, very important because you don't go past the trade deadline and not trade Vooch to only not sign him. But I will say this. I'm, I, I think the... Um, I think there is a sunk cost fallacy that happens far too often in sports where it's like, oh, well, you know, you did that. So now you got to do this. No, no. Like we just talked about Andre Drummond and him understanding, hey, this is not what's best for me. Sometimes <laughs> that sunk cost should be sunk. <laughs> Sometimes you're like, yo, I'm not doing this again and I'm not going to pay for it twice. Not saying that that should happen to Vooch. All I'm saying is, I don't think that you should have to be held to some account of, well, since you didn't get anything for him at the trade deadline, you better get something for him in the offseason. Or you can just admit a mistake and keep it pushing, right? If they think Booch is a mistake. And let's face it, man, the trade does not look good as we sit here a couple of years after. It doesn't. Yeah, they they dabbled in the play-in slash postseason mix, but when you brought Vooch here, is because you were getting ready to roll with two all-stars, one in the perimeter, one in the post. You show me teams with two all-stars, you, you better be around that, that secure playoff positioning. Not that 7-10 to 10 shit where we talking about playing games and we out here acting like it's March Madness. And By the way, shout out to the 90s basketball game that they played. You know, like that ugly shit that we used to have to watch as kids. You know, I, I know, I know. Everybody likes to, everybody likes to, to opine about how romantic and how just amazingly entertaining that basketball was to watch, but clutching and grabbing. No, nah, I'm cool. Uh, you know, all the, all the, the lack of movement in the paint, 
You know, it's a fluid game. It's a beautiful game when played the right way. I'm sorry, I can't. I can't take a look at these teams that, like Golden State. We can't celebrate Golden State for eight, nine years in a row and be like, ah, but remember when they used to not be able to shoot and clobber each other every time they went to the basket? Yeah, I do remember. Like, look at some of those Bulls Utah games where the the winner had 76 points. Right? Like, we kind of remove all that from the pageantry and the, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. You, yeah. I'd be telling people all the time, you know why they had to fight? Because that was the most entertaining <laughs> part of the game. <laughs> Can you imagine them not fighting? And you got to watch the- that? They had to fight because it was too many dudes on the court that couldn't fucking play. That's what it was. It was too many dudes who were like, hey, what do you do? I'm tough. Oh, shit. Well, <laughs> all right. That's that's his assignment. Be tough. <laughs> now it's like, what do you do? I can shoot from 30 and I'm six foot 10. Uh, okay, sign me up. All right, cool. And what do you do? I'm tough. All right, well, the six foot 10 dude who shoot from 30 is going to bust your ass all night long. I got this right? Puerto Rican team that, you know, maybe it's- <laughs> Carlos Arroyo and, and Roberto Duenas are waiting for you in FIBA. Feel me? Like, go go hang out over there. Nah, man. Uh, this team... Do you think, Tony Gill, Arturis Karnaschovas and Mark Eversley have what it takes to turn this thing around in one offseason? Or not even have what it takes. Is there a... Is there a path of least resistance to make sure that the Bulls are a five or six seed heading into next year. Because the Lonzo Ball thing is on the shelf. Nobody's ever come back from that injury nor surgery. Um, there is a, a a great need for a point guard. I love what Kobe White has turned into. I, I'm still on the fence if I can trust my team with Kobe White being the lead guard. Um even though I, he's made himself a phenomenal weapon off the bench, and I think that's where his lot in NBA life will be, and it's a lot of money to be made there, right? To be competing for six man of the year awards and be be a killer off the bench. But this team, you know, as I take a look at the, the contract situations, I mean, they've got some guys that they have to make decisions on, like Kobe, like Io, like Vooch. Some guys are going to make some decisions for them, and Derek Jones and Andre Drummond. We'll see if Andre Drummond opts in. But do you think this team is closer to a lottery team or closer to a fifth or sixth seed? And what moves do you think have to be made in order to uh, ensure that? I think they're closer to a lottery team uh, than they are a championship team. Um, they need well, obviously so, they, they, they need so much, right? They On court, right, they need a point guard. They need a real starting point guard that dictates where the ball is going, understands the situation, has a high IQ, can make sure guys are upgrading their mental game on the court when they need it. They need all of that from that position alone. On top of needing two-way players, they need to find if uh, I was just talking to Rick, if, if I was just talking to Rick Camp. If one of these car house teams, right, like the Philadelphia 76ers, mm-hmm. I'm not saying go after Joel Embiid or Harden. I'm saying those ancillary players that are two-way players from teams that are probably about yeah. to break up. That's the D&D Bulls. D.D. Melton, oppor- Matisse Thibel, yep, those, those type dudes, Those yeah. type players are their opportunity to get two-way players. And the last thing they need, and, and, and this is shout out to you, Jason, they need a they need a collar snatcher, like a real one, not a buyout market collar snatcher. They need a guy that they sign with intent to play, can play, but also right. is going to get in people's faces. Like enough of this inconsistent stuff. This is what gets you in the in play in territory, and now you got to fight your way in. No, none of that. Like somebody that gets respect from that room, and that they're going to listen to because it's not coming from, in my opinion. It's not coming from the coaching staff and it's mm. not coming from this current group of players. So they're going to need somebody that they pay that plays well and is confident enough in what they've done in the NBA that this is going to demand some, some respect and uh, hold people accountable. Yeah, I'm with you. Hey, uh, Chris Sutton, 
Damian Lillard available. Oh man, he might be. You <laughs> might want to give him a call, man. I mean, he's he's been looking for help for years. You know what I'm saying, man? You st- you still you still in Portland, right? Oh yeah, or in oh, Oregon. Yeah. I should say, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh yeah, uh, yes sir. How the how the people feeling about Damian Lillard out there? Oh, we love him. We just don't like yeah. the rest of the team. You know, <laughs> I mean, we love Dame. I mean, Dame ain't done nothing, man. He's a thriller. You know, it's like, but nobody can stay healthy and nobody wants to come up. So, you know, what do we do? All right, Tony, let's make this happen. What are, you, what are, you, what are we talking? Demar, uh, P. Will, yes, and who? And and and, and a twenty twenty six pick. No, nah, you can't do all three. Twenty twenty six <laughs> pick for Dame Lillard. That's that's the thing too is. Uh, Defensively, it's not going to be enough with Dame yeah. and Zach, you know, leading the hell. But you're going to score a buck thirty you're gonna, game. You're going to get a lot of points. <laughs> you get a lot of points. But you it's, mess around and be Sacramento or the East. I mean, even even that move requires so many ancillary moves to get to the space where, 100%. like, yeah. if you present that to Dame and he's like, "Let me look at it." And he's seeing what's going to be left on that team and what they need. It's the Kobe Bryant situation where yeah. he didn't want Luol Deng to be traded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's the cupboard's yeah. going to be bare trying to get him here. And or he, you could be mellow and be like, I don't give a shit. I just want to play in New York. You can, <laughs> you can send the whole team over here. <laughs> mellow, mellow was every Sunday NBA on NBC going for 40 on the ass. Like, wait a minute. He's zero Zero pass oh, Listen, Listen, it was one of my most favorite two or three years. I love Mellow. Always have, always will. I know he's a flawed player, but he could fill it up. And there was a time there where there was no better three-level score in the NBA. And I'm talking about when Kevin Durant jumped in during the Kobe years, Tracy McGrady, a block to arc. Mello was out there putting in work every single game. And don't let it be a Sunday, you know, New York game, one Eastern, you know, Madison Square Garden going crazy. Like, those are the days. Those are the days. Yeah. Get a, get a fill it up, dude. Right. Because I'll say this about Zach's performances these last two games. He didn't dispel any of the bad things that you think about him. Right. And he also heightened some of the standards and expectations you have for him. Right. He got hit with the double whammy. He did what he did against Toronto and then against a team that doesn't play them games when it comes to, okay. You you will be right here in this box for this entire game. Let's see what you do with it and see what the rest of your teammates did with it. They put the straight jacket on that man and they they played their game. So the questions that we have about Zach Levine, some of them have been answered, but maybe not enough for your liking. And if that's the case, I'm cool with it too. Like, it's about results, man. In the end... You know, I I love having fun with it. I love having fun in the moments. And that's why the Toronto game was cool to me because it's like, hey, man, I know what to like. Listen, y'all, this is a 10th seed in the NBA playoffs. <laughs> you are what you are in every single moment. I love full seasons because they tell you the truth. They tell you the story. Anybody who wants to talk to me about injuries, guess what? The best teams in the world have them. You feel me? The, the, the Lakers messed around and didn't have LeBron James and Anthony Davis both for 20 games out of their NBA season and still found a way, right? I mean, Nikola Jokic banged up, right? Michael Porter Jr. in and out the lineup all year. Jamal Murray comes back from a terrible knee injury and is now, what, the fourth or fifth option? We don't ever know if we're going to see Jamal Murray be who he used to be. Jamal Murray in the bubble going at it with Donovan Mitchell, right? But you overcome those things. You put a staff together, you put a team together to make up for some of those deficiencies. So, Arturis Karnaschovas, Mark Eversley, the clock starts now. Um, you better hope that the lottery balls fall your way. Was it an 8% chance to get a top four pick? Because they will not have a pick in this draft if they don't. So, um, have the hope like I did when I was uh, booking these ticks. <laughs> booking these flights <laughs> have that hope Bulls fans have that hope for that top four pick huh maybe you can get yourself a, a Scoot Henderson or something like that or you know, you know we can mess around and win the lottery and get the big Frenchman and all this all this is going up after that then you could trade everybody then yeah, then, yeah. then yeah we, then, we delete then, every then. podcast from before and 
They're like, all right, well, let's go. We, we renamed this bitch. Yeah, oh, yeah. After that, yeah, yeah. It would be the Never Happened Podcast, huh? <laughs> and we will start every one of these joints. Like, no matter what was said last year, never happened. Never happened. We have Victor Wembenyama, and it's time to party. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, now we get a chance to uh, let the warm arms of baseball embrace us which means we will get every comedian and rapper who has ever made a song on this show. <laughs> we are about to be talking to dignitaries. Like I said, Mayor Brandon Johnson name <laughs> checked me the other day. We will get the mayor on. Uh, <laughs> if, if you have written a poem in the city of Chicago, <laughs> we will be talking to you this summer because what I won't do is be banging my head against the wall the way I did last year when it comes to the Chicago White Sox. Like you said, the Cubs ain't doing so bad. It's always love on that side because their fans, you know, they engage. Sox fans, we, you know, we angry. We, we, we looking for light in darkness and I will tell you now, the dark times have already kind of started to get comfortable over there on the south side. So we got a we got a full baseball season to run through. We got the NFL draft and all those other things to get into. Um, looking forward to it. But man, it kind of sucks, man. It's the end of the season. I know I'm getting my weekends back. I'm getting some of my nights back. But when you start this thing in October, whenever we started, you take the little ride, the ups and the downs. I mean, how many things did we talk about this year? The Minnesota exchange where dudes getting snatched up at halftime to only give up, go out and give up 72 points in the second half. Like That's one of the things we didn't talk about enough where it was like, oh, yeah, they got it together in that Minnesota game where people were, you know, breaking chalkboards and punching walls and getting mad at each other and screaming. It's like, but they went out in that second half and gave up 72 points, though. So, 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 and, and the like dude a, that called them out is not on the team, Captain. Right. <laughs> and I don't think he played the NBA game since. It's like, hey, we got to get Goran out of here. He out here telling too much goddamn truth in that locker room. He, he messing up the flow. You feel me? We are destined to be a 40 and 42 team. I don't know what this little man thought when he signed on what was going to happen here. But yeah, man, this season has been wild. Um, we started this season off talking about Zach and his knee injury and thinking, hey, maybe he could play 50, 55 games, something like that. The man played 60 some odd games in a row, right? So the DeMar DeRozan-Zach Levine relationship was talked about and how there was bad blood and all this other stuff between those two. And I think throughout a year, you're going to have those ebbs and flows. I, there, there is nothing in those two relationships that made me think that there wasn't something there for a little bit, but also there's a bunch of respect. And also, let's face it, it's a bunch of nice dudes, man. You know, same shit to make you laugh, make you cry. They got a bunch of nice guys on this team. And when the tough times came around, you know, being a nice guy in a workplace is only a plus if you can do your gig, right? Nobody gets to keep a gig because they're nice and can't do their job, right? Like I've always, I've always thought of that as like, you know, that's gravy, that's extra, Right. But if you out here bullshitting and can't do your gig and you're a nice guy or the results don't belie the fact that I should keep you on because you're nice, then we got something to talk about. Um, I, I, I would love to see this team get angrier, get tougher. Um, some hard fouls would be nice. Right. Nothing dirty. But how many times are you going to see guys just catch flame and continue to get good looks? Joe Harris did it. Right, like hell, Davis Bertans did it the other night against Dallas, and Dallas got a fine seven hundred fifty grand, and they they had to sit Davis Bertans. He's like, "Hey man, we trying to lose. Why are you getting so hot out here?" Davis Bertans like, "Hey, they're not sk- they're not sticking me. There's a bunch of nice guys out here. Nobody's putting a foot underneath me. Nobody's snake biting my elbow. Nobody's giving me a little little something something to the chest. Nobody's punching me in the nuts on the way by. You know, oh, it's little, sweet out here. Little, sweet out yeah, here. It's, it's us." It's a pregame shooter around. Let's look what I'm, I'm. I'm Davis Bertans, you know. So love to see this team gain some edge. Love to see some acquisitions for that edge. Need some shooting. Need a point guard. Uh, just need a a cultural makeover. You know, how often and how much do you like getting kicked in the face? Because that's all these last two playoffs and play ins have been. They were up 90 to 87, man. And they lost 102 to 91. That's all you need to know. Team closed you out on a 14-1 run, man. Like, 
Uh, if that's not a snapshot of your season, then I don't know what it is. And we as Bulls fans have seen too much winning. And, and, and even the teams that didn't win, that were out there beating your ass. They just weren't ta- they just weren't talented enough. And I'm talking about the Kirk Heinrich, Ben Gordon, Andres Nocioni teams, right? I'm talking about Derrick Rose and Joe Kim Noah and Taj Gibson and Luol Dang, and Keith Bogans and them boys, right? The Heat were more talented than them, right? But they they were tough. And that's all the Bulls fans asked for. So that's why these last two seasons have been so disappointing because you're talented as hell. Just not tough enough. Just not smart enough in the moments that you need to be both those things. So we will continue to cover this team. We will continue to cover this organization. This offseason should be interesting. We'll have on as many people as we possibly can to talk about the offseason moves that have to be made, that might be made. Um, But yeah, Bulls fans, this is it. This is the season. Season ended much like it started and also continued throughout. Um, Inconsistent squad with glimpses of extreme talent, glimpses of extreme shot making, glimpses of extreme resiliency, but just not enough. Just not enough of any of those things. And that's how you end up with the 10th seed. That's how you end up having to go on the road two games in a row in a playing situation against two tough-ass teams in Toronto and Miami. And that's why you'll be at the crib this summer. So it's been a fun ride, but. On to the offseason for our Tourist Corner Show with Mark Eversley and the Chicago Bulls. It's the full go, baby! That's all the time we have for episode 232 of the Full Go Podcast. I'm Jason Goff, and of course, we are brought to you by The Ringer. Spotify is the gang. want to say thank you so much to our production staff, as always. The shadowy figure that is known as Steve Cerruti, my main man, Tony Gill, and of course, Chris Sutton, always hanging out with us. This is gonna be a it's gonna be a good crew and we're gonna take a summer ride with. So we thank those guys and we thank you as always for downloading this thing. Thank you for subscribing to this thing. Thank you for following us on all the socials. Thank you for rating and reviewing us and giving us the five stars that you know we need. If not, we're going to see you in the streets. Uh, Continue to tell your family and friends about this thing. We're going to have a lot of fun this summer and spring. Uh, We're going to try to take the pod out on the road and we'll keep you abreast as to where we're going to move around. There's a big NASCAR event coming up uh, in the city where you're going to have race car driving in the middle of downtown Chicago in Grant Park. So uh, stay tuned for that. We'll tell you where we'll pop up for that. Uh, and of course, we've got a lot of stuff going on. We've got the draft we're getting ready to cover. We've got baseball. I'm going to get out to some of these baseball games and give y'all the, the feel of the city on both the north and south side. So don't fret, my pet. Just because the bull season is over doesn't mean that this pod is going to slow down for one second. Uh, like I said, Thank you to everybody for hanging out with us. As always, we leave you with this. Take care of each other. Be safe and stay sucker free. And as a little treat, we'll leave you also with this. The full goal voicemail line, 773-359-3103. Bulls fans, um, this has been uh, a weird season to say the least. We appreciate all of your interaction. We appreciate your listenership and we appreciate you engaging with us. So as we say, peace out, we'll hear the voice of Bulls fans on the way out. We'll catch y'all on Sunday, y'all. Jason, Eric from the Southwest side. I've never wanted someone to monetize several billion dollars more in my life. Between the Bulls and the White Sox, my mask is... (laughs) Uh, what a miserable fandom. <laughs> imagine, if, uh, imagine if Jerry didn't stumble back afterwards into the greatest player of all time. Imagine what we'd be saying about the, uh, the state of his ownership in the city of Chicago. What a pathetic weekend. Hey, K-Man from Logan Square, for the love of God, please do not bring back Booch next season. That whole game changed because they took Drummond out. Booch fucking sucks. Bring back Kobe, though. Kobe White, I love you. Thanks for listening. All right. Hey, Jason. What's up? Uh, this is Nikhil. Uh, pretty uh, pretty fitting end to this bull season. I don't know. I guess the only thing that you could say is that just it was very disappointing. They turned into themselves in the fourth quarter. They're, I'm, I'm glad it's over because, you know, 
the, some very painful watches. But um, I hope they resign Kobe. I don't know if this was the last we've seen as Big Three, but who knows? But thanks for all, all the good work you've been doing this season, Jason. Love, loving the pre and post game shows and pods. So, yeah, have a good night. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday, I'm still sleeping. I also like ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side-by-side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today.